Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper and today I'm joined by Randy Addy Gatson. Hi Pete, how are you? I'm good mate, I'm good. I'm yeah. looking forward to talking about Smackdown today. You're still reeling from this past week's events with Mr. WrestleTalk and, and whatnot. I can't believe that everyone thinks it's not Luke. Um, because it quite I mean, clearly is. Luke, Luke doesn't wear a hat or a mask. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Whereas Mr. Russell quite clearly did. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going insane. I, it's quite clearly Luke, and I need to make sure that everyone knows that. Anyway, let's talk about SmackDown, the thing we actually came here for. Uh, let's get into talking about the main show, where the first thing we're going to be talking about is Alexa Bliss properly turning heel this week and hitting sister abigail on nikki cross man here's the show and the first thing we're going to be talking about today is this alexa bliss heel turn seemingly there was a there was a fatal four-way match to determine Bailey's new number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship between Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, and Tamina was also there. Um, that's not my words, by the way. That's the commentary, mm. uh, which we'll get to later. Um, but during the course of this match, there was a few, you know, back and forth stuff. It was a fine match. Things were happening. And then on the outside, Alexa and Nikki were teaming up a little bit. Uh, Nikki hit a uh, double cross body onto Lacey and Tamina. She turned round and Alexa, very blank expression, just grabbed Nikki straight into the headlock, delivered the kiss and boom, sister Abigail onto the outside and ad break immediately afterwards, which yeah. is a, 
it was yeah that really kind of shows how important this uh, this is to everyone um what you do to capitalize on a, a really shocking moment is to make everyone forget about it because then they'll see things about uh, crisps and i don't know cookies and car insurance and things yeah. like that yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then after the ad break came back, they said, look what happened in the ad break. And Alexa Bliss had just left the match. She seemed to have this the same kind of trance-like vacant expression that she had before. Mm. And she just walked out of the match, leaving Nikki to herself, uh, yeah. which, you know, was really good. Would have been great to show that on the show and not mm. in an ad break. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah, you, you got to think. There are loads of times, especially in a Tamina match, where you can just put an ad break and you will miss nothing. So to have them put it where the only time, not, I mean, that match was good, but the only time that something like genuinely surprising and important to storylines happens, because you've got Nikki Cross, so she does, like you said, she does the crossbody. Then Alexa just picks her up and you've got Nikki going like, what are you doing, stepsis? Like, what what are you doing, uh, Sister Abigail? Um, and then she hits, yeah, she hits that, and you're like, okay, so she's fully Bray, or she's fully like going, getting into this character now. Because last week, all we had was, oh man, I'm sorry, here's a weird hug. Um, so it's not been the greatest storyline, but this feels like a bit of a revival for it. Um, because it's like an actual kind of physical thing that we can see. Because last week it just felt like it, it, like it was in that it was in that portion of the show which was so rushed mm. that it didn't feel significant. And once again, yeah. they've made this very significant thing feel really insignificant yes. by put, by putting the ad break. But let's try and be positive. At least, I mean. It, it feels like they see Nikki Cross now as a single star um, and they are very much using Alexa as this kind of fiend offshoot. Yes, which I'm all for. I think mm. that's really cool. It was a really fun development of her character and I think the turn was executed really well bar the, you know, the ad breaks and the not caring because even when they came back from the ad break they were like look what happened in the ad break she's gone. Mm. Okay, cool. Now here's Nikki Cross doing her match. I'm like, guys! This is a big deal. Care more. Like, Alexa Bliss, not only did she just turn on her supposed best friend, and, you know, we've seen little glimpses of it. You know, she smashed the mug a couple weeks ago. Oh. And then they, they made up last week, so technically they're still best friends. She mm. just hit a move on her best friend, but not any move. It was a Sister Abigail that she hit. This is a really big deal. Commentary. Dude, play and, it up. And not only that, Whatever. but Alexa then just walks off, so she forfeits her chance to become number one contender, which... Yeah, they're not going to win at, uh, I mean, unless I guess Sasha Banks costs Bailey the title, but that shouldn't happen because Bailey, there should be something on the line for it. Um, but Alexa just cost her opportunity at the belt to kind of side with Bray Wyatt, which again is like, okay, so she cares more about Bray Wyatt than she does about being champion. That's important, not just. Oh, what do you look at that? Right. Well, the rest of the match is um... <laughs> that, that is literally the commentary saying, "Can you believe it?" Yeah. Anyway, here's here's Nikki Cross. Um, but aside from that, it's not really a nitpick. That's a legitimate criticism, I'd yes. say, of the the execution of it. But aside from that, 
the Fatal 4-Way itself continued on. Uh, the match itself was fine, nothing too special. I thought yeah. the finish, though, was really well done. It really showed, like, Nikki having to properly, like, scrape and claw her way to try and get past Lacey and stuff and Tamina because she got, I think she, uh, Tamina got hit with a woman's right uh, and then immediately afterwards, Nikki went for a neck breaker, which got countered. Then she countered Lacey's move. She got her up on the ropes, hit the swinging neck breaker off the ropes. Then Tamina broke up that bin. Tamina came back and then she managed to roll up Tamina and get the win. It was like, it was probably like fast paced. It was like, Nikki's got so much to get through to try and win this match, uh, which worked really well. And she did win, pinning Tamina. Um, so she is new number one contender to Bailey. It should be a really good match. I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, there's lots of story elements in play, whether Sasha comes back, whether Alexa costs Nikki, that kind of thing. There's lots to to work off for that, which is great. Um, but yeah, I just wish they cared a bit more about Alexa's turn because this, I feel like, is a really big deal. And obviously, we've got some other stuff going on with uh, Bray Wyatt on this show. Um, I'm just really curious to see where the Alexa story goes. Coming out of it, that felt like it should be the big story coming out of it. Mm. But it felt like it was a side note compared to yeah. Nikki it, and, and yeah, it, the Fatal Four Way. It felt yeah, it felt more like the story was oh look how Nikki overcame the odds. Yes, where rather than look how Nikki overcame the odds and the emotional trauma of having her best friend turn on her. Yeah. Um, I mean, also it was quite clear that they were pushing Tamina in this match. I mean, the 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 way they gave the the entrance, as we've mentioned, the 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 introduction. Um, she's clearly being being kind of tipped as the next big thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which brings us on to our SmackDown highlight of the week this week, everybody. Uh, because, as Andy has just mentioned, they gave a glowing introduction to Tamina in this match because uh, Nikki Cross came out just before the ad break because the segment immediately before was Bailey explaining her actions. As Nikki came in, Bailey whacked her with a chair um, mm. just because she can. Um, and then when it came back from the ad break, uh, Tamina was already out. Alexa was out, who was tending to Nikki, being like, are you sure you can compete? Tamina was in the ring, vibing. And Lacey Evans came out, got a full entrance, full introduction. And the commentary is putting over, you know, and we've got Nikki Cross out here is just taking a chair shot. Alexa Bliss, her best friend coming out here. And Lacey Evans, you know, reinvented herself. Now she's out uh, looking for more title opportunities. And then Michael Cole said, Tamina also in this matchup. T- Tamina also. What a way to push her as a potential contender. I mean, she, Oof. she, she, she was. What was she like through a couple of months ago? She was the number one contender. She almost beat Bailey. That's uh, true. So they're clearly building towards that once again. Um, yeah, clearly they've got the same problem now that they have on Raw, which is the fact that they've focused on this Bailey Sasha Banks storyline for so long, and Asuka was in it that. Now they have nothing for anyone else. They haven't built anyone else up. Um, They've sort of been building Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for a few months, but not as kind of singles threats. I mean, there's no one to face Asuka on Raw now. Like the whole, because there was a report in the the Observer that it was supposed to be Shayna Baszler. But Shayna Baszler is obviously supposed to be, unless she loses the belts in the next couple of weeks, she's going to be defending the the, the women's tag team championships. so who have you got on Raw and who have you got on SmackDown? I mean, you've got, like, I think the suggestion was that that for the last sort of year, they've been kind of promising Natalia a title shot. And it's like, pff, great, great. I mean, like, Natalia's not going to be Asuka. Um, 
And again, this, I mean, not there's anything wrong with having Bailey face Nikki Cross, but we saw this a few weeks, like a couple of months ago, and the whole thing was like, this is my last chance to win the mm. belt. Or maybe it won't be. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, they, they've, they, as much as I loved the, the Bailey Sasha Banks storyline, they have now run out of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they could have built up a couple more, as in, like, you know, you have Naomi, who's somewhere. I, I don't know where. Uh, she wasn't part of this Fatal 4-Way, and you could have... I, I think Nikki's the right choice. I think she's the most over out of all the women's roster that's not mm. Bailey and Sasha Banks it, right now, bar maybe Naomi. Here's a um, theory. Uh, I mean, Jay's on TV. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's not on TV. Maybe I feel like a... he's injured. Maybe. Well, maybe maybe there, maybe there's something to do with it. Maybe it's something to do with 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 them being married and the current uh, pandemic. I don't want to suggest that anyone's got it, but maybe it's something to do with that. Well, I mean, that's why a lot of people have been missing from TV. So, uh, we'll, essentially, we'll uh, and obviously they they appear to be building a mystery woman who is obviously Carmela. Um, but uh God, we're going to talk about that later, Datsun. Sorry, I just spoiled everything. Oh, it could be anyone. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Do 
you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? Then you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies can only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist as a tag team before they combust? Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Bard is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. We need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are a very, uh, very important $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Uh, lots of extra bonus content and perks and stuff like that. If you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, which gets read out on a show, much like this one. So thank you to The Vision, Adonis. Woo! Thank you. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petru. Thank you very much. The notorious Ali Atta. Oh, he is Thank notorious. You. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Woo! Thank you very much. In my veins, Viper Alistair. Woo! Oh, Thank you. Yeah. The Joker, Dave Heath. Woo! Thank you very much. Caught in a Travis Webb. Oh, yeah. I think he's talking to you. Damien Thompson. Thank you. Yeah, he does have a surname. Thank you very much. So it's on a separate line. Yeah. Joseph Starsky and McCutcheon. Oh, wonderful. You. The monster among patrons, Brian Strowman. Woo, thank you very much. Probocop. Woo. Yeah. Thank you. And the Tower of London, Nigel Murray. And Nigel, your favourite. Let's talk about the rest of the show now. Let's get into uh, chronological order. Started off with uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman coming out, cutting a promo, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, Heyman coming out and essentially saying, uh, he int- formally introduces Jey Uso as the number one contender to the Universal Championship. And they reveal that it was Roman's idea to get Jey into the match, which is great. Nepotism, you heal, uh, which is great. Um, and Roman had a really cool line. He's just like, oh, you know, it would be like just when we're kids. I'm going to whoop your ass. I mean, all, all in love. It's all in love. You know, no, no beef or anything. But I am going to kick your ass, uh, which I thought was like, it's a nice preview, I feel like where Roman's going to obliterate him at Clash of Champions. And I can't wait for that. Yeah, and that's that's how it should. That, that's how it should go down. Um, I mean, they've also, uh, I don't know whether it was on the show. I can't remember, but they've also tweeted out since like pictures of Jimmy and, uh, no, Jay mm. and, and Roman kind of hugging and arm in arm playing like peewee football when they were younger together. And it's kind of like they are really leaning into this whole family thing uh yeah. sean uh, sean rossap has tweeted since there was a line where jimmy comes out and goes oh paul you and you and my family go way back 
Um, and he pointed out that's because about 30 years ago, Heyman was uh, Rikishi's manager briefly because he, when he was Fatu. Um, so that was yeah. like a really, really nice touch. Like it's the one that a lot of people may not have like, I mean, I didn't pick up on it because uh, I'm not a nerd like Sean Rossat. Um, but that's a really nice little touch. There is that kind of, there's, there's the family element with Roman and J- and Jay, but there's also the family element with with Jay and uh, and and Heyman. So it's it's kind of as much as I think, yeah, this is going to be a squash match. At least they are making it feel like it's not going to be a squash match. Yeah, it's it's really well done because you you kind of like you're rooting for Jay and you're like, oh man, I really want him to do well, and you're like. But Roman's gonna kill him though, isn't he? Yeah. And it's like I'm I'm genuinely quite excited because I, I mentioned this in my editor review as well. I haven't been this into a wrestling character. I'm so into heel Roman Reigns, and I haven't been this into a wrestling character in like years. Like I'm I'm so invested in what he does and how he's portrayed. Like, man, I think it's so good. Um, but then unfortunately, King Corbin and Sheamus come out and they say, You're nepotistic, and I'm like you're kind of right. Uh, and then Jay says, fine, let's have a tag team match, players. Holla, holla. And, uh, and then they have a... Nope. They have a uh, tag team match set for the main event uh, on this show, which initially I wrote here, I think they should hold off on having any Roman matches. Him wrestling should be a big deal, and this feels like a big deal, but he shouldn't wrestle until Clash of Champions, I think. That was the note I made once that match got mm. announced. So this was an argument in the website editor chat, which I didn't get involved in, but I saw them arguing about it. So what uh, I can't who it was, but I think Nate was saying that Roman should have the Cody role, where he every week he builds someone up. But Louis was saying that it should be the opposite, where yeah, he absolutely. only wrestles degrees <gasps> of Louis. Um, yeah, and. Uh, sorry, Nate, if I got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, and yeah, so it was Louis's opinion that it should be like a, it almost like a Brock Lesnar thing, where a lot of the time he'll just come down and beat someone up, not in a match. Um, and yeah, basically he's he's Brock Lesnar, but actually there. Exactly, that's exactly what it should be: is him coming out, beating people up, constantly just being around and actually being a champion but he only fights when he actually wants to fight yeah. that's kind of his thing he should just fight at pay-per-views and yeah like the whole, yeah, feels like can, a big deal he can sort of say i've earned this i mean I, i'm a yeah. how many time champion i mean i've earned this but i am the poster boy of this company like exactly. why do i need to have wrestling matches every week it's perfect yeah but like, you it know is, who i am so good yeah exactly yeah. which is great um we had uh, first match of the night was uh, AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy. Um, as the graphic came up for them announcing the match, uh, it cuts to Sami Zayn in the production truck backstage being like, how is this graphic made? I'm the champion. Ha- that can't happen. This doesn't exist because I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I thought a really nice little touch was him just being like, let's get rid of it. Delete it. And he starts pressing the buttons on like the production truck. They've got this. No, 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 don't press that. And it cuts to an ad break. Which I thought was really, it's dumb, but I really like it. It's just yeah. a clever way to say that, oh, Sammy caused maybe the ad break. Maybe funny. that's what happened with Alexa Bliss. Uh, yeah. Sammy was still in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before the actual match gets underway of Hardy and Styles again, Sammy Zayn comes out again and just says, this match can't happen. It can't be for the IC title because I'm the champion. So you guys can fight if you want to fight, but it definitely yeah. won't be for the title. 
And he continued on in that vein until uh, Adam Pierce comes out with his security team who actually escort Sammy away from the ring. Briefly. Sort of. Yeah. yeah like for it's, a little it's, bit. It's, it's, it feels like they're slowly upgrading their security. So previously with like Retribution, by the way, Oh, they're on, they're I mean, on Raw. They're on Raw now, aren't they? Raw, yeah. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, for some reason I forgot about that. Um, uh, so they, they've upgraded their 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 security because first of all, they couldn't stop anyone doing anything. Now they are just about able to escort someone from ringside, but mm-hmm. not actually stop him like interfering in the match. In yep. a few months' time, they may be able to escort someone out of the building and they'll actually stay away for the whole night. I, Man, wouldn't that be a night? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the two of them, Hardy and Styles, had a quick, it was fun match, I thought. It was quite fast-paced, a lot of unique counters and stuff like that. It was quite cool. Um, as AJ's looking to gear up for a phenomenal forearm, Sammy comes back out, pulls him off the ropes, beats him up, uh, causing the DQ. Gets in, hits a haluba kick on Hardy and walks away with the IC title held held high. And I was like, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Like in this story, really hoping it builds to a triple threat at uh, Clash Champions. I think and then Jeff Hardy fun. dies. I didn't get this bit at all. Mm. Um, after that, yeah, we, we cut away. There's like a little backstage promo between Jay and Roman that we can't hear. They're just kind of talking amongst each other. Well, Jay's talking to Roman, who's just sitting there really cool and badass looking, leaning back on his chair because he looked so cool. I like, like him. Me. Yeah, exactly like you. Um, and then it cuts back to ringside where Hardy is leaving the ring with his title and he just kind of collapses on the ramp. And yeah. the commentary it's... kind of play up to be like, what's happening? He was like a, a, a soccer player who kind of trips yeah. slightly and then is like, oh, uh, lying yeah. on the floor. Um, like, I get, I, I, was he just selling the Haluva kick? Because that, no. that seems a bit no. of an oversell. Because, because they said on, he was dehydrated. Later on, they, they said that. Yeah, they, they had another segment with him in the trainer's room and stuff like that where Sammy beat him up a little bit more. And then they said that it looks like it's from dehydration. And I went, what? Get your water in, folks. I, d- I don't, I don't, under- I don't understand. Apparently that's some sort of dig I saw on like the, uh, the Squared Circle Reddit page. Apparently someone said like, oh, it's some sort of like in-joke thing. I'm like, huh? But why would they then show that on TV? I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. Like they, they've put that in there for a reason. Are they saying yeah. Jeff's conditioning is rubbish? How can he be Intercontinental Champion? Maybe the real feel is just too high in the Thunderdome. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. Styles, Styles comes in. They're outside the trainer's room. Styles comes backstage and just says, Sammy's maybe, shenanigans needs to stop. Maybe and he couldn't it. drink because all of his water was too icy. Uh, after that, we had uh, Cesaro and Nakamura backstage uh, who were in their little champion's lounge thing they've got. The Street Profits, Raw Tag Team Champion Street Profits come in uh, because they've got a champion versus champion match on Raw next week. Uh, and they say, we need to go. We've got a match. But don't break anything, Street Profits. Mm. I'm sure they won't. Um, and then uh, we had uh, Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Nakamura, um, which was uh, Grand Metalik and Kalisto as the two that were actually wrestling. And for me, weirdly now, it feels important as to which members of the Lucha House Party are wrestling. Because they've built this tension between Lindsay Dorado and Kalisto, I'm now like, ooh, 
who's wrestling for this one? Which a, a nice change because before it was like two members of the Lucha House Party and they were all interchangeable. But now there's actually like a difference between them, which I quite like. Um, there was a little uh, picture in picture promo as well from Lucha House Party. Kalisto saying he's the leader of Lucha House Party and the other two members of them just kind of went, see what? Um, as he yeah. as he said that and then Lucha Lucha Lucha. How's this for a theory? Mm. So next week, is it next week they've got Cesaro Nakamura against Street Profits? Uh, on Raw, yes. Next on week. Raw. They've been talking for a long time. This, uh, I don't know what, it, what the Twitter account is, it Belt Fan Dan, but he has been talking a long time about new tag belts being introduced. Like there's been, it's one of the things he's been talking about for ages. Like they've, they've been designed, they are ready. What if it's a unified tag championship and they're building to Raw versus SmackDown champions at Cock and. That's the plan they're going to have. Whoever wins is the unified tag champions because because at the moment, both tag divisions are struggling to keep me interested. I'm not saying me, probably a lot of people because they're just, they just are. I don't think it's going to happen, but how's that for a theory? I mean, if you listened to the Raw podcast, you know that I said that oh. on the Raw podcast. I know, I don't, I, yeah, but I, I only listen to it if Luke's on it. Um, I might actually start listening to it again next week because Mr. Wrestle Talk is just such a cool guy. Um, there's just, I don't know, there's something about Pete that I just don't really, I just don't really like watching. So uh, after this, then yeah, I, I think I think they should unify them because tag divisions are they Bring don't back have those any tag teams. belts. Do not do that. Um, they don't have any tag teams, so they should unify the belts for now. Mm. Unless they make more tag teams, that's the solution, but yeah. they won't. Um, yeah, we had the match then of Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Nakamura, which was a match. It was fine. There wasn't anything too special about it. Um, always Cesaro plus High Flyer equals a great match, always. Um, and this was fine this was pretty yeah. good but it didn't go that long before they show street profits in the champions lounge and they're hosting a party with nameless people in the background andrew gulak pete your tone suggests that you really enjoyed this segment i didn't spoilers um street profits have a party and then cesaro gets distracted and then he gets rolled up by Callisto. so what i did like about this is that Callisto got the win for lucha house party because he's been saying that he's the leader. He's been like, you guys can't get it done in the ring. Let me show you how it's done. Lucha, lucha, lucha. Yeah. Good lucha things. I'm Kalisto. Uh, so for him to actually get a win here against Cesaro is quite good. He's pinned SmackDown Tag Team Champion, which is nice. It sets up Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Nakamura for the titles, probably at some point, unless they're doing the unification thing, which I don't think they are, but they should. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I liked about it. What I didn't like about it was that Street Profits... Are quite obnoxious. Uh, I don't think they're very fun. I used yes. to really think they were fun back in NXT days. Since they've gone onto main roster, something's just been off about them. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what's different, but they're just obnoxious now rather than fun. Yeah, it's like it's 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 one of those classic WWE things where it's oh that got over. Let's do that, but ten times more in your face. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they get to the main roster. Um yeah, it's happened with quite a lot of gimmicks that sort of turn up on that. And it, and it doesn't have to be like a, a, a major thing. Like with the whole Alistair Black, they they brought him up, brilliant, whatever. 
And then for some reason they thought, oh, let's just just add a creaking noise and stuff. Like, oh, you know, he's coming up from a coffin. This guy's dead. Um, it's little things like you don't... The reason we like them in XT is because we like them in NXT. You don't have to go, oh, they like them in NXT. Let's make them worse. Yeah, exactly. And that what they're trying to do is make them better. Mm. Um, that was in quotation marks for podcast listeners. Um, but they're not. They're failing to do that. Um, and yeah, Cesaro gets rolled up. How many times have we seen that finish? Um, and yeah, Lucha House Party afterwards joined the Street Profits in the Champions Lounge and went Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. And that was the end of the segment. There were loads of these little segments peppered throughout the show that just seemed to end out of nowhere, like Sami Zayn going to the trainer's room to check on Jeff Hardy and was like, oh, are you okay? Is it dehydration or is it something else? And he's holding up the IT title just being like, you're a fake champion or whatever. And then Hardy starts attacking him. They brawl for a bit and ad break. And it's like middle, middle of the brawl, just as it starts getting started, ad break. And like this one, they come in and they go, whoa, lucha, 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 ad break. It's like, I feel like there's more that we should have seen here, but it was just, it was really oddly paced show this one, but whatever. Um, after that, we got Bailey explaining her actions from last week. She came out, sat on the uh, the chair that she used against Sasha Banks. She came and sat on the chair and just said, everyone's asking how Sasha Banks is feeling. Well, no one's asking me, asking me how I'm feeling. Yeah. And I'll tell you how I feel. I feel great. I loved every second of beating her up because I never liked her. Um, I don't care about our friendship. Um, and I used her the whole time. I turned on Banks before she turned on me because she was going to look at our history. She's obviously going to turn on me. So I turned on her before she had the chance, uh, which was good. I like yeah. that explanation. I, I, yeah, I like that because, I mean, Sasha Banks does turn on people. That is what she does. So that yeah. is like a justifiable reason. Um, yeah, a lot. most of the time I don't like uh, Best Friends storylines, but this one just has just worked so well. Mm -hmm. Um because while you knew what was going to happen in the end, you didn't know how it was going to happen, you know, when it was going to happen. So they've, I think they've executed it as well as we could have expected, maybe even better. Um, mm. But yeah, she, like, like as, as we always say, it's nice when a heel has a point. And yeah. her point is that, you, I mean, Sasha Banks has been attacking baby, for, like turning heel on people for her entire career. She was going to do it at some point. I just got there first. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'm still she, champion. And she kind of might have turned on Bailey. There were teases yeah. of that throughout their friendship. So like it's kind of kind of justified. I mean, it's not. It's not justified to beat someone up like that, but it's justified that she doesn't want to be friends with her anymore, mm. which it was really good. Um so yeah, I'm I'm hoping this leads to some really good like promo work between the two once Sasha comes back. There's so much history they can play off and they seem to be leaning into it. Uh, with this sort of promo with them saying, you know, even when, you know, I came up and Sasha brought me up to the main roster as her tag partner and stuff like that. Like they were talking about all their history together. So I'm hoping they really, you know, deep dive onto their history together because there is so much of it. I think that's why this best friend story works and a lot of others don't is because they have so much history together that it actually seems legitimate rather than Alexa versus Nikki Cross who were brought together and Alexa was manipulating Nikki and then we just got told no they're best friends and we're like well that doesn't work because yeah. they weren't um, whereas this is kind of true yes, um, which is good uh, we had that fatal four way next uh, Nikki Cross came out as Bailey was leaving and Bailey whacked her with a chair uh, which set up the fatal four way there uh, let's forget Tamina also in this matchup 
also also part of that she match to me. Yeah, yeah. She was in that match. Um, and then we got the uh, vignette with the lady last week who was walking in her high heels. We got to see a lot mm. more of her this week. Uh, we could see pretty much all of her by her face. Um, yes. Which was cool. I'm pretty sure it's Carmella. It's definitely Carmella. I would recognize those toes anywhere, Pete. That's really creepy thing to say, <laughs> just so you know. Um, no, I mean, I don't know if you've got it, Pete, but I've done a mock-up of uh for for the, the the news video later today i mean I, I, I don't have it you say later is. today this is going out after the news oh video. yeah earlier today there we go um it's quite clearly carmella i mean like i don't i don't, I don't think it's creepy to say but like you can i mean i would i think i feel like i can, can recognize tell. most wrestlers from behind whether it's male or female um and she's got carmella's hair sort of skin tone shape and it's even just like the little um, body movement she was doing. Yeah, and almost the kind of gear looked, that she has. It looked, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like the way she like moved her hair. She like snapped the fingers. I was like, that looks yeah. like Carmella. I've got your thing, by the way. It's 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 this. For, it's quite clearly Carmella. Look for for podcast listeners. I just realised that that's basically uh, Professor Quirrell, isn't it? From yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, for the podcast person. listeners, that is, that is the back of Carmela's head, but with Carmela's face photoshopped onto it. No, no, no. Poorly. When she, when she Poorly turns around, photoshopped onto it. When she turns head. around next week, that's what it's going to look like. She's going to have hair all over her face. Um, Jesus Christ. She's going to be a lion, and she's going to be called Ramella. That's um, awful. But no, I mean, she's been off TV. I mean, her last match was Money in the Bank in May. Um, yeah. Where she almost won it, so yeah, you'd have thought that they might have took. I mean, they've they've had her like being best friends with Dana Brooke, apparently, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Maybe that was before that. I don't know. Time is random. I think they um, they challenged for the tag titles once, but yeah, the uh, she's barely been used, if at all, since May. So I just hope this isn't Emelina because it feels a bit like Emelina because it's like, hey, yeah, she's pretty. Isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's blonde. Uh after that, we got a storyline that I wish didn't exist, which is Otis versus John Morrison. Uh my first note for this match was ugh. Uh because the match doesn't last very long. Uh Morrison gives the the lunchbox, because obviously last week mm. John Morrison stole the money in the bank be- uh, money in the bank briefcase, uh, which turned out to just be Otis's lunchbox, because in his actual lunchbox he kept the actual contract um but then so this week morrison gave the lunchbox to miz and they go hey we've got the contract that's great um and i wrote then what are the chances that this time the contract is actually in the briefcase and wouldn't you know it it was uh Ah. because the lunchbox that they uh, that miz stole it was a decoy lunchbox and the real contract was in the lunchbox that was inside the briefcase. Oh. That lunchbox, by the way, is available for £27 uh, sterling, or I guess about $35 on WWE Shop. So, Frankly, uh, an absurd amount of money. Feel free and go. Feel free to go and buy that lunchbox, because that's what this is. This yep, is an pretty advert. Much. Uh, yeah, it was a segment later on. Otis crushed uh, Morrison, by the way, after he gave the thing to Miz. He just did like a Vader bomb and he won. Um, and then, yeah, out, uh, later on in the night, Miz opened up the, the lunchbox, saw that nothing was in it, and he said, you know, the contracts are non-transferable, but there's always loopholes, there's things that you can figure out. 
And then he said, I'm calling in a favor. Boopity boopity boop on his phone. I don't really care where that's going to go because I don't think it's going to matter. Well, speaking of which, one of the loopholes might be the fact that they've clearly been using the same piece of paper for the last five years. Uh, a lot of yes. uh, some eagle-eyed fans noticed that the contract says this is redeemable from 2015 to 2016. It was the same contract they used when Sheamus basically won uh, in 2015. So, um, or that's the loophole that Miz is talking about. They've just got the wrong contract. Ugh, don't. That would be Lazy terrible. WWE. Lazy. Yes, very. Uh, after that, we got the Firefly Funhouse, uh, which was Bray Wyatt introducing his newest creation, which was uh, Pasquale, the persevering parrot. Mm. And he unveiled it. And then he said, come on, come out and say something inspirational. But then he went over and then he was like, oh, I didn't cut holes in this box. He's dead. Lol. And then threw it to the side. Mm. And then we got the return of Bird Raptor. Yeah, Mercy the Buzzard was there. Huskus the Pig Boy was there. We got mm. Abby the Witch was there. Ramblin' Rabbit was there. The whole gang. And then Puppet Vince made his return. Came in and he's like, you've lost control of the fun house. Now I'm in control of it, etc. Which is quite bleak if that's true. Um, mm. Because if that's a commentary on what's actually happening of Bray Wyatt not getting to do his ideas and Vince McMahon's in control of the fun house now, that's less than ideal. Um, but then he said, uh, I'm going to introduce the new special advisor to the Funhouse. It's Wobbly Walrus, which is a Paul Heyman thing. Uh, it is, yeah. Now we got the, the the news came out the other, like this in the last couple of weeks that they had trademarked the name Wobbly Walrus. And mm -hmm. almost immediately everyone was like, that's going to be Paul Heyman, isn't it? Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with that. Like, uh yeah i guess i guess it's making fun of his his weight um but that's okay I, i'm assuming paul's signed off on that um yeah wobbly walrus I, I don't know how to feel about it because then afterwards and i felt like this wasn't very deserved the puppet vince says it's such good s word um which was censored and then the walrus thing farted and i was like what's happening right now what's <laughs> What is actually going on? Um, and then Wyatt turned to the camera and just went, oh, no. And then it came up with a thing to be continued. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't know I, how to feel about that. I feel like they're trying to turn that kind of whole that's good S word thing into something that it isn't. It should be. I don't know, because like it's it's like what I, like John Moxley said that Vince always says. And yeah, it feels like they're trying to be kind of fellow kids um yeah and, yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah and kind of being meta with the whole meme but uh it, it was so good when he said it at wrestlemania's part of the fun house uh the fun yeah. house match i thought it was brilliant but it's so good as a one and done type thing you're gonna you've already starting to put it into the run it into the ground by saying it twice so mm. i think don't would be great um but, at the very least, I'm curious to see where it goes because it said to be continued. Yeah. I'm curious to see where it ends up because obviously you've got Heyman now aligned with Reigns. So this is so hopefully some sort of long-term story to get the Fiend back in the title picture with Reigns at some point. Hopefully. So we'll you, see where you know what I'm goes. curious about, Pete. Mm. How long you're able to complain about the main event for? Ooh, probably a long time. Um Let's get the positives out of the way. So it was the, the tag match, 
Corbin and Sheamus versus uh, Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, except it wasn't a tag match because Jey Uso came out after Sheamus and Corbin, and then the bell rang, and then the match started when Roman wasn't there. So it's basically a two-on-one handicap match. Jay got beaten down for quite a bit, managed to sort of kind of even the playing field a little bit. As Sheamus was lining up for a bro kick, Roman's music hits. He comes down. Uh, Sheamus gets distracted. Jay gets the upper hand, hits a dive onto Corbin. It's a super kick onto Sheamus, goes up to do a splash. And at this point, Roman has got onto the apron who tags himself in. Jay hits the splash on Sheamus, doing all the work. And then Roman just walks his walks casually into the ring, hits a spear on Sheamus, gets the pin, and then walks straight back up the ramp. Uh, and then at the top of the ramp, Jay's just like, that's kind of dumb. But thanks, why, why weren't you here? And yeah. then he he raises Roman's hand in victory, holding the, the hand that's got the title in it, raises up, and Roman looks really pissed at that, which I thought was a brilliant bit of character work from Roman. He's literally just like your hand off me what are you doing like mm. just snatch the title away from him just like get out of here uh which is really cool um the character him showing up at the very end of a match just to claim all the glory and then walk out is a brilliant character yeah. i love it really well done i think uh him just coming in hitting a spear and leaving him cutting very short promos this is what roman is really really good at so i'm i'm all for it what well, i'm not all for is that this didn't make any sense because it happened at Payback as well. And I've publicly said it on a podcast at some point. I can't remember what one with the, the ending didn't make sense because the triple threat match should not have started until Roman was there. And also he shouldn't have been in it because he didn't sign the contract. And if you don't sign the contract before the match starts, you're not in the match. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, they did that with the money in the bank. Yeah. that, that It doesn't make sense. I'm, just because they've done it before, it still didn't make sense then. And then in this match, the tag match shouldn't have started until Roman was there. Because why would you start it as a handicap match? That doesn't make any sense. That's going against the rules that WWE themselves have lined out. That's against the rules. Why would you change the rules? And it's to me, it doesn't make any sense because it's so easy to fix it. You just don't ring the bell until Roman's there. Like you have Jay come out, he gets assaulted before the bell because it's not like Jay got there and they were waiting for ages for Roman to come out and then he didn't show. So they were like, well, I guess we'll start the match. It was as he was coming out, Seamus and Corbin went up the ramp and assaulted him. So just keep that exactly the same. Just don't ring the bell. Like just have Jay get beaten down for ages. Just no tags in and out from Seamus and Corbin. Just have him beat him down relentlessly. He just about manages to counter an end of days, hits a super kick on Corbin and throws him out the ring. Sheamus comes in and hits a white noise and he's lining up for a bro kick. That's when Roman comes out. He comes down and uh, Jay, you know, Sheamus gets distracted. Jay gets the upper hand just like it actually happened. And as he gets to the apron, that's when the bell rings to start the tag match as Roman tags himself in, hits a spear on Sheamus and then gets the win. It's so easy to fix. Why, why are you making it not make sense? Which really, and I know this really sounds like I'm nitpicking about this, but it's not a nitpick because this undermines his character because his whole thing is that he's really, really smart. Him and Heyman are kind of exploiting the rules and all he has to do is show up at the most opportune time and just get the win and walk out. But now he's not exploiting the rules. The rules are changing to fit Roman, which make, makes such a big difference to the character. And I, I, I don't understand why you have to do finishes that don't make sense. If they just did that one at payback, 
And I was like, oh, that didn't make sense. But that's fine. You know, we've got the heel character. It's okay. We're past it now. Now they've done it twice. Now they've done it twice where it doesn't make sense to have the finish. I'd, I don't know if they're going to keep doing it. Because if they keep doing it where he just, the rules just change because Roman's there. We'll just start matches before Roman's there for reasons. That's going to grate on people really, really fast. And I may be jumping the gun here to say it's already grating on me. But you wait, if they keep doing it another three, four, five times, people are going to notice and they're going to be like, hold on a second. Why are they changing the rules for Roman? People are going to start hating him. And you can say it's oh, it's all good heel, good heel heat for all that stuff. But that's not. That's anger at WWE. That's not a Roman. That's a WWE for changing the rules. I don't get it. Just sort it out. Just make it make sense. Ugh. I didn't mind it. So uh, <laughs> I gave the show a three out of five. Um, yes, I so did I. I thought bits were good. Uh, I thought bits were weird. The lunchbox stuff is pointless. Correct. Um, but it had enough on the show uh, to make me think, okay, well, that wasn't a waste of time. So yes, three out of five. Yeah, I think they, they furthered some good stories. There's some stuff I'm really interested in to go on forwards. Uh, high three out of five for me. Just missed it out on the four with the bloody Roman stuff. Um, yeah, I, I just I just don't get it. I, I, I don't understand. Just fix it. It's so easy to fix. It's so mm. easy to fix. Because I love the thing is, the reason I care so much and the reason I'm getting so passionate about it is because I care about this character so much. I'm so invested in it and I want it to be perfect. And it's not. Just sort it out and make it perfect. It's so easy. You're so close to making it perfect. Just do it. So I have an email here, Mr. Danson, uh, from Devon, who says, how's it, guys? Had a Datsun World problem pop into my head for Andy. He's got a Datsun World problem for you. It's your Datsun World problem that he's telling you. Right. Okay. Had a Datsun World problem pop into my head for Andy while listening to the SmackDown podcast. After months of suffering through and having to review the no fans, pointless booking era of SmackDown, Andy goes on vacation when Roman turns heel and everything that followed. It's exactly like Punk walking out and then Vince books Yeselmania. I think Vince and Bruce knew that, that when Andy was going on vacation and they birthed heel Roman just to spite him. I, I'm often compared to CM Punk, so I can see why, why he'd think that. I mean, I'm a pretty similar draw. Everyone chants my name at, at WrestleTalk shows and things like that. Um yeah, no, it was it was pretty crazy. Like I would wake up on the Saturday mornings when I was away and just kind of have a quick just look at what happened on SmackDown. And I just went, huh, these shows actually look interesting. Mm. Well, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. And then Adam Pearson got to do it. Obviously, I'm very grateful for Adam for taking over. But screw you, Adam, for taking all the, all the, all the interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah Bell. Um, southern bell yes no i agree what's the guy's name the emailer uh devon devon i do agree with you uh although i prefer dorset <laughs> it's not spelled like that um uh but we've got another email here from vanessa this was after came after the raw and AEW podcast that mm -hmm. uh, mr davis and i did this week saying that like 
do people know about what's going on on YouTube? How many people just listen to the podcast and have absolutely no idea of any of the things that have happened on YouTube and Quizzlemania and stuff like that? So we've asked people to email in. We've got one here from Vanessa saying, Hi team, just listened to the Raw review and thought I'd let you know I'm mainly a pod swafter. If I've got some time, I'll watch the short reviews or news videos on YouTube. But whilst, be- whilst being a busy working mum, I put the headphones in while I'm cleaning or cooking and listening to my weekly wrestling reviews. Thanks for your amazing work. Keep it up. Much love from Australia. P.S. Jam that jam. Cheers. Vanessa, so that we've got some people who don't know why I'm corporate chopper is basically what we're saying. Uh, and this whole miss the wrestle talk thing. No one have a clue what we're talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, then they then that's the sort of that. This is a perfect time to to plug all our other videos, Pete, because <laughs> we have got loads of them. We've got the SmackDown, uh, Raw, NXT, and AEW reviews all on YouTube. We've got the daily news. We've got Wrestle Two now, which has got all the rest- mm-hmm. best clips from Wrestle Talk. All the kind of like little fun things that uh, that we do um, behind the scenes. We've got uh, Parts Fun Known, where you can watch lots of amazing uh, kind of bespoke content. Quizzlemania, Adam's booking videos, uh, Luke's um, actually good series. So yeah, let's just let's and, load we're, the things. And, we're not, and we're not we're not saying that Luke series is is actually good. We're saying that the series is called actually good. We're not surprised yes. that Luke series is good. No, well, it's a shame that he can't do it anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. maybe maybe Mr. Rattle Talk can can take over at some point because he's like it's just it's, sort of it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a sort of similar similar vibe to. I mean, I just 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 from watching that guy on, on Quizlemania this week, I just I just think that's the sort of thing he could do. Um, so we'll see. Got an email here from Ethan, and this is a snack lash. Haven't had a, a proper, proper good snack lash in a little while, but Ethan comes in. I don't know whether to believe him or not because this seems outlandish, but here we go. Hey, Smart Chopper and Randy, when I was younger, I loved Mars bars on my cheeseburgers. I tried it on, on a long trip to the Australian coast and slammed it since. P.S. Chopper, you should be the leader of the Olithority. Leaders need to be smart. Regards, Ethan. I mean, Mr. Davis is quite clearly uh, in charge right now, and I'm perfectly okay with that. So, no. Uh, but also, Mars bars on, on a cheeseburger. Just a little psychology thing there, Pete. People, when people lie, their voice goes croaky. Um, and you were like, I'm perfectly okay with Mr. Mr. Davis being in charge, so that's absolutely fine. I have um, no, idea, no idea what you're talking about. Has been proved. That sounds horrible um but i'm trying to think in a world where that would make sense i guess burgers are salty cheese i've heard people have like cheese and chocolate i still Um, think that's gross personally yeah no i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't do it my flatmate uh likes uh marmite peanut butter that's like a thing now, pe- pe- Marmite and peanut butter have, or I don't know, Marmite have they now got a peanut butter Marmite spread. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty rank. I just noticed that this week. But uh, like, I'm, I, I kind of want to know, is it like mushed inside? Are you using the Mars bars as the bun? Um, no, or is it is it literally just like, is it, grated? Of like a, is it like instead of a gherkin, you've just got a Mars bar on the middle yes, of it? Yes, slices of Mars bar. Or do you just go mm. bite of burger bite of mars bar you're gonna have to uh you gotta specify yeah because that like like, feels rank or at least recreate it today 
or whenever you listen to this and send us a picture of what it looks like just so we can scream at you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got another snack lash here uh, from, uh, apologies if I'm butchering your name here, uh, Gautam, Gautam, something like the that. The way, you've, the way you've set the previous one up mm. would suggest that this one is going to be rubbish. I we'll haven't see. read this one. I oh, you haven't read one, it. So who it's knows? Probably Gautam. Gautam, yeah. Hi, Corporate Chopper and Andy. Uh, I don't know whether you've heard of chapati slash roti. I have, uh, I have, which is uh, part of most of the meals in India. Yeah, my um, my ex girlfriend was actually from Sri Lanka, so we have my, 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 my current girlfriend is from Pakistan, so yes, I yeah. do know about that. Yeah. Uh, so my grandmother loves to have it with tea, uh, and not just any tea. Tea that is very milky and sweet. Uh, I know one of the main reasons she has it is because she's old and it makes the chapati softer to eat. But every time I see her eat it, it gives me a brain aneurysm. What's worse is that my mum likes it as well. Also, Andy, I heard in one of the podcasts that you've got a fantasy Premier League with a few pod swafters, and I'd like to join as well. So could you please share the code? I know by the time the episode will come out, the league would have started, but better late than never. Also, this is the main reason why I wrote this mail. Can you believe it? Also, cannot wait for the debut of Mr. Russell Talk. He's clearly got much better chemistry with Mr. Davidson, Corporate <laughs> Chopper. How dare you? Well, uh, okay, quickly, uh, if you go to the, if you just go on Google and Wrestle Talk Fancy Premier League, uh, you will see a tweet that we put up a couple of weeks ago, which is which is the Wrestle Talk League, um, which is probably the one you're talking about. Chapati and tea, milky tea. Well, obviously, milky tea is wonderful. Um, I'm actually not a milky tea fan, uh, but uh, yeah, I kind of get it if you want to soften your. I mean, chapati does not have a lot of flavour. It's just it's quite a plain yeah thing. And, and I know, I know it's tea? not the same. I'm not. I know it's not the same as like dunking biscuits in tea because biscuits are obviously very, very sweet. But if you've mm. got a really sweet milky tea, I could see how a chapati would like. See, so, yeah, complement it, but I wouldn't. I, I had a cu- gross. I had a curry last night, uh, and I with a glass of milk with it, um, <laughs> and my my dear girlfriend said i can't believe i'm kind of letting you do this mm. um because the, the, the to, to her the idea of having milk and curry is is basically a uh, crime against humanity it's a um, sin so uh yeah but i can i can sort of see how i mean there's nothing i would do uh, mm. i don't really drink tea anyway um but oh, I'm, I'm sort of again is it like a dipping or is it cuz i the thing I would I have an issue with dipping because I wouldn't want to then have bits of chapati in my just floating in my tea. Yeah, because there is no. I, I mean, it might be exaggerating, but there is no worse feeling in the world than having a drink, and then from a glass, and then getting to the bottom of that glass. I might have said this before, but realizing there's a dirty bit at the bottom. You've, I've you've definitely, definitely said that at least three or four times before. Oh yeah, it makes you can me tell. Feel so sick. You can tell how much it bugs you. Um, but before yeah. we get into, I believe you have a that's a more problem of your oh, own. Yes. But before we get into that, I just want to say, if you do want to email in uh, for us to read out on a podcast, support at wrestletalk.com is the email address you need. Go ahead and email in because we're running actually a little bit short on uh, emails now to read out. So please get them in and we'll read them out for the podcasts. Anyway, yes. as you were, Datsun, you have a Datsun world problem. You've told me about it before. I don't know what it is, but you've said... In the podcast today, I have to talk about the stats and world problem. I said, I don't know if we're going to get time. And you said, no, I have to talk about the stats and world problem. So what is it? Lay it on me. Pete, I should be a millionaire. Okay. And here's why. 
So last night, uh, the British version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is back on TV. And for a while, <laughs> they've been advertising that someone wins the money in this season. Okay. Um, which hasn't happened for 14 years. Last time it happened was in 20, 2006. And then the, the show went off, went off the air for quite a while. And I don't know. I know it's been on in America. Um, I can't remember who hosted it. Someone. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so it's been it's been on uh, UK TV for a while now. It's been back. Jeremy Clarkson, former host of Top Gear, current host of uh, what is it called, Grand Tour on Amazon Prime, yeah. is now hosting it. Um, and I saw when I went on to Facebook this morning that the the winning uh, person was aired last night. So I thought, oh, let's just have a look what the million pound question was. Um, and I'll read you the question, Chopper. See if okay. uh, you. And don't, what, I, what I mean is, if you know the answer to the question, not you can't have a guess as well. Uh, yeah. In 1718, which pirate died in battle off the coast of what is now North Carolina? Is it A, Calico Jack, B, Blackbeard, C, Bartholomew Roberts, or D, Captain Kidd? I mean, I don't know. Mm. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say Blackbeard. It is Blackbeard, Pete, and okay, I. Good. But I actually knew the answer to that because I listened mm -hmm. to a podcast about Blackbeard <laughs> about, really? about a week ago. Uh, yeah, so this is a really interesting uh, pod series called. Uh, it's a BBC history, uh, BBC history podcast. Googling live on air. Yeah, uh, it's something about being dead. Um, you're dead to me is what it's called. Okay, uh, and it's just like an hour where they have a specialist and a comedian, uh, kind of a well, a, a well educated comedian, discuss a subject. And the one that I listened to was about Blackbeard, and it literally had a whole bit about how he was killed off the coast of North Carolina. And I would have won it if I'd been on the show. I haven't looked at the other fourteen questions, but I'm assuming I knew those two. And I should now be a millionaire. I'm going to write to ITV and tell them that they've screwed up and that I should have won that money. Uh, I think that's only fair. So really what your decimal problem is, is you bragging that you knew the million pound question on who wants to be a millionaire? No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. No, I would, I would never happen. I just think I deserve it. I mean, I've, I've been <laughs> through so much. Uh, As you I, can tell, I have, you've been through I, so much. I I I have I have money, but I would like a million pounds more of it. Uh, yeah, and I just don't see why anyone would would deny that. Mm. Now, especially now that I'm a I'm a genius and I know, I mean, I'm already, as you know, a master at quizzes. Um, mm. So I just and I, I asked my dad, and and he and he got it wrong. And I mean that if if that's not proof that I'm a genius, then. I mean, I don't know what it's, frankly. So I'm, yeah. If 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 everyone can start a uh, petition, uh, a change.org petition to get me to win a million pounds, then I'd be very grateful because this needs to happen. And on that note, that's all we've got for this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, don't listen to Datsun; he's a complainer. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. We're gearing up towards Clash of Champions. Got lots more content coming next week. Mr. Wrestle Talk is going to be on the podcast. What a guy. Next week. 
who's definitely not Luke in any way, shape, or form, right? It's definitely, definitely not Luke. No, like I said, Luke doesn't wear a hat. Of course not. Um, he's going to be on the podcast next week, uh, making his debut, mm. and definitely not return. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Love you all. Goodbye. Jam that jam. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.